Recording in progress. Recording in progress. progress. Hello, welcome to the podcast, Training to Endure. Today we have uh, James Bizant back on. Um, I was looking and I think we recorded our first episode together around August time, end of August. Um, last year. Last yeah. Year, yeah. Obviously, obviously last year, yeah. Um, and then it went out around February because I couldn't get my shit together. Um Classic. but yeah i know it's uh so yeah james how are you good mate just obviously speaking to you off air before recording in progress kicked in and then the training to endure <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard you say that before that's sorry i just have to remember that it's like you know like the ea sports it's in the game <laughs> um yeah, no, good. Obviously, as we were just saying, a little bit tired today from a relatively hard session then going out um, with not enough carbohydrates in me today for a run. So, guys, no matter what uh, Instagram or Twitter tells you, don't do your training fasted because you just leave loads of gains on the table. Yeah. Do you find that even with your, say, easier, shorter runs that sometimes you'll run with a gel? Um, do you know what? I, I try and eat something before I go running, okay, like a yeah. bit of the gut training, and just to make sure I don't um, get hungry on the run. Because I've yeah. done that before. I've like played around a little bit with fasted stuff. There's definitely yeah. something around that, but you essentially have to do those on your easy runs. Um, but yeah, I just don't like. I look, I weigh it up with like. If I eat something, I'm usually going to, which makes sense. It's going to, I'm going to get more out of this run. Yeah. You know, even if it's a recovery run, you're still running. So I think why not, you know, every session that you're going to do some sort of formal running or exercise, why not get the most you can from it? instead yeah. of even stuff on the table, even if that's a recovery run or an easy run, whatever, I just feel like, and I'll, I'll quickly try, not quickly, but eat something quite quickly after as well. I just mm-hmm. want to replenish sort of those that glycogen storage, should we say? Yeah. Um, just, I just, yeah, I just think it's for me the best thing you can do because, like today, I went out relatively hungry, and within ten minutes on the run, an easy run, by the way, that I do yeah. weekly, I felt like shit straight away. Um, I've had, I've had days where I've I've had to like stop at a cafe and get something mm. because I've literally. It's really weird, like almost feeling like you're running on empty. You've yeah, that that and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's how I felt today. Bearing in mind, I did a relatively hard run yesterday. Yeah, you know, and I did eat a lot after that. You know, I still probably didn't eat enough this morning while coaching and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so yeah, for me, it's just it's a, it's a good little wake up to like make sure you eat a little bit more before you go out. And like I say, it's good to be sort of, for me and what I want to achieve and what I need to do, I need to get good at running while there is, you know, food in the stomach. Yeah. So, so yeah. But going to replenish with pizza later. Yeah. Yeah, soon. Not too nice. far. Yeah, not too far yeah. distant future. So a recent addition to the podcast, along with the training to endure, is um, a question that I start and ask all my guests. Um Obviously, I didn't ask you last time because this was that. This is new for season two, um, mm. and that is what does endurance mean to you? 
Oh God, this is like the question of what does high performance <laughs> mean, isn't it? To, yeah. What does say that again? So what does what does endurance like mean to you? Oh, endurance! Wow. Or, or, or what I should say probably is what does training to endure mean to you? That's probably Ooh, a better way of. There uh, we go. There we are. That's the. That's the. That's the. That's the go. ticket, isn't it? There we go. There's the. Is this? Am I the first person you've tried this on with? No. Oh fuck! I was going to be like, this is your little opener. Training to endure. I suppose that's quite um sort of already self-explanatory in the title of that right training to endure but for me with like endurance what does it mean it's usually obviously a certain sports but just being able to obviously go on 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 and on with those sports you know whenever i think endurance yeah um but i suppose training to endure is actually a little bit of a different um and I think actually a better question. So endure, obviously endure whatever you're going to go do. The event so for me is obviously the dragon's back. So training to endure is for me is like, you know, being really good with your training so that when you endure this event or go through this event, you know, you're going there best prepared as you possibly can. Because I think most of the time when people don't finish events or whatever they end up doing and they miss say the buck even though they're still praising that because you know what i always take my hat off to people trying to do things that they might fail at then not even doing them at all you know is most comes down to mostly i think people being underprepared yeah so for me obviously the training is obviously to ensure the event yeah I think that makes sense i think I've, I've yeah butchered that no no much. no no i think that that makes complete sense um just building on that have you ever dnf'd out of interest which uh dnf for anyone who doesn't know is uh did not finish an an event that you've done no not yet always happy to fail though but not yet because um i try and give myself enough time with everything i do and that's not like I just think, you know, like some with certain things, there's certain things out there that you can just go and do, right? But yeah. that's what I can do. Someone who's, let's say, not as fit as me might not be able to do that. And that would be their top tier, like thing that they might not be able to do. Yeah. Um, but no, not yet. Just because I suppose I've done, like some of the, obviously we did an ultra, um, and I've prepared well for all the other things I've done. Yeah. But I think like this event in about a month's time is going to be something that's like true. There's so much unknown to that. I think that will be a true, you know, um, you know, it's like there's certain things you, if you can run like a few miles and you're relatively fit, blah, 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 you could probably crack a half marathon or whatever. Mm -hmm. right? Or And some people could probably crack a marathon. It's not going to be rocket. Uh, pace or anything like that but they could probably finish it right um whereas i think the, the dragon's back race has just so many unknowns to it um and so many things that can go wrong um like you can control everything within your grasp but all those things you're really good at how do you know you're going to be like that on day two or day three when you're absolutely ragged how do you know that oh i'm really good at taking food on every 20 minutes how do you know you're going to feel like you actually want to eat every 
you know, all the things you do training for. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, not yet. But there's only, I suppose this would be probably one of the second hardest things I've ever done in my life. First one is like Royal Marines basic training. Yeah. Because there's so many facets to that and how long it takes. That's that's like, you know, where you're sometimes you're just like in your own head thinking, what am I doing here? What is going on? And in a way, this event that I'm going to do is actually I'm looking forward to having those sorts of moments as well. Of like, you know, where like there's nothing left potentially. And you're just like having these deep sort of conversations with yourself where you just want to chuck in the towel. I'm actually looking in a way, I know this sounds weird. I'm sort of looking forward to being open to that. Yeah. Sort of for, you know, I think there's sometimes uh, like special things about that. I, I guess that's where you learn a bit more about yourself, right? As yeah. wanky as that sounds. Um, because I always thought I, one of the, a few years ago, I did a race in Dorset. Yeah, yeah I know this race. Yeah. The, the Endurance Life one. Yeah. The first time, the first time I did it, I DNF'd. Yeah. Um, because there were, so there's three categories. There's like a, well, the three, there's actually about five, but there's a marathon, the ultra, and then the ultra plus. We all went and did the ultra plus, And for some distance is that? That is, I think it works out about 75K. Wow. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. 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 And um, for some reason, I don't think I ran over like 10 miles. Yeah. in distance mm. and then i went into it and i was just in pieces like so early on and also there was we turned up late to the briefing which and i had heard him say right so it's a figure of eight loop and i thought i heard him say you for the ultra plus you do two figure of eights whereas really it was just figure of eight you did half again and then you do the 10k loop which is frustrating in itself but um so halfway round the the second bit of the figure of eight, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to do this again. Mm. No way." How many miles is that in at that point? Um, so that was a, about eighteen, nineteen miles in. Mm. So the first the first twenty k took us two hours. Then the second ten, uh, and then the next ten k after that took me two hours. Oh. because that that's you you enter that second bit and that's where all the elevation is, is all, that like that all kind of begins bit. Yeah, yeah yeah so and i i was just in my own head from that point mm. and i was like right when it gets to the marathon point and we're back i'm going to quit mm. and when we got back down marathon point I got into the checkpoint and the guy was like, look, you're, you're literally on the edge. Do you want to go back out? And I was like, yeah, without even thinking. And I was like, mm. where the fuck did that come from? Mm. Because I was like, so in my head, I was like, no, I need to throw the towel in. But actually when you're given the the choice, sometimes you even surprise yourself a little bit. Cause I was like, no, actually I am just going to go back out. And then anyway, I ended up not being able to do the last bit. Cause I just ran out of time, which was, mm down to lack of preparation mm. um and some dodgy um food choice errors on my part um 
but yeah, I think sometimes in those moments you you learn a bit more about yourself or even surprise yourself with what what you what you what do you think how how many miles or k's did you run that day? I mean, I still went like so I, I was only ten k off, uh, so sixty five k. Yeah, so like you think about that, right? And you'd only run like ten miles before. Yeah, you know what I mean, you're like over twenty miles of progress. No, that. so no. I, I I just only it was my lead up to that race I hadn't prepared enough for. So I'd done like fifty k leading into that. Right, got you. Sorry, right, okay. But I just was for some reason was like I won't run more than whatever it was ten miles, ten k. Either or it wasn't mm. enough. Um, just underprepared basically yeah 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 that that was the long and the short of it yeah yeah from the whole the whole side of it from nutrition elevation um, big elevation training going out um being out that long as well i think sometimes it's neglected like we all think about distance and speed we're going at but like you know have you been out for a 12-hour day you know that eat and you're not covered much ground because mm. there's plenty of places in the country that will sap you of that as in like you know you go to the lakes so you go around snowden you can lose 12 hours of time like that and do you know what i mean so like you know can you go be go out for that long as yeah well? but you went yeah. back and did it didn't you because you had yeah, a little year after yeah <laughs> seems the um seems to be the story with these races doesn't it <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah no yeah no that yeah still though like yeah you had to go get your and how much better was the second time in terms of like, like you did the you did the race again didn't you yeah i mean it significantly right um mm. it was still a tough tough day out mm. um but yeah, I mean, I, so I did the same, I did the, the same time, mm. just did more distance yeah. the year after. And I think, you know, going, if I'd been let, if they allowed me to go back out, which probably would have been stupid because at that point it had been like 12 hours, I'd done 65K. The I don't know how long it would have taken me to do that 10K because it wasn't an easy 10K. Mm. um but yeah it probably would have been i don't know hour and a half two hours out mm. doing that bit. so mm. but yeah the year after i did still 12 hours but did the full race yeah perfect so it's that so, like, learned a lesson came back better prepared finished it yeah, yeah. definitely wasn't going to go in under prepared again but so how how has training changed for you since we last spoke? I mean, I know it might take a bit of kind of thinking back to what you were doing then, but I guess more, more of a question on how has your training progressed over the last, you know, six months or so? I'm really glad I didn't choose to do the event a year, like last year, that I've only had just about a year's worth of training. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad now that I've got an extra year of running in the legs just from like an aerobic but time on feet sort of stand, standpoint as well. Yeah. Training hasn't massively changed, um, but I've obviously got fitter. 
And I'd say that this year I've obviously placed a, a bigger emphasis of doing sort of recce days of like yeah. the certain routes where you can make shortcuts and stuff like that. Um, and spent much more time accumulating elevation, doing back-to-back days, you know. So my fitness, where I can look at my fitness and know that it's sort of improved is when you do sort of recovery runs and like how low my heart rate sits now on um, runs, that would be a lot higher. But also sort of like some of my local routes to me, how much quicker I can do them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, say it take me a few hours to do like quite a hilly 20 mile well let's say it takes me about four hours now but now you know i've knocked off like say 30 minutes off that time you know yeah like, just things like that just like what you expect when you're i, I suppose i've been really consistent the only time to- i haven't had more than a week off and that's the only times i've had time off is through just falling ill because obviously i'm training five times a week relatively hard in some of those sessions so you're always just more susceptible to sort of catching the cough or the cold, which is yeah. annoying, annoying because it's like, right, I'm trying to be fit and healthy here, but I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> catching more things, which mm-hmm. is which is interesting to to see and feel because it's it's never really been like that for me. I'm one of those people that's never usually ill, yeah, at all. Um, so it's interesting to see how that's changed like over the last year. Um. But yeah, training, more back-to-back days, um, big recce days. They've been like three-day recce's, like drive up, say, Thursday night, run Friday, run Saturday, run Sunday, drive home. Those are killer weekends. Did um, an event called Great Lakeland Free Day, yeah. which is a fantastic event um, where you sort of camp up and sort of move around each night where they move your kit. You have like a drop bag and then you run to the finish and slash the start of next day. That makes sense. That was really good because you had to, because that's ran by the same people, area events. It's sort of the same layout to dragon's back. So you have have the same drop bag, all the same stuff. So it's a really good way of finding out sort of your kit of what you need. I'm very fortunate. I've got a friend, Sam Skinner, who's completed dragons back yeah. twice. So he's lent me quite a few things that I don't need to buy actually like a uh, blow up mattress sort of thing and the bags and just bits and bobs. So yeah, no, think, uh, training's gone really well. Um, I'd say what's a lot got a lot better in the last year as well. Sort of like fueling with runs mm-hmm. nutrition, you know, um, and sort of spending time out on those, on those big days, those sort of like big 12 hour days, um, just playing with sort of like say caffeine intake, um, sort of noticing how you feel the next day as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah. That's something I've like learned about myself and it makes sense to be fair. It's not like, I think it would be for most people like as in on when it comes to like the first day or any ultra and you've been witness this, I, I struggle sometimes with stitches, mm-hmm. but like once you get the first day out of the way, you can, you can become an eating machine because you're in such a big deficit. Yeah. Which is quite interesting to see. I learned that in the great Lakeland on the second day when we was running around the hills and stuff, I was just like smashing food and there was no issue 
And I think sometimes, and when I think about, like when I talk to people that have done Dragon's Back and stuff, and I and I see what they mean, like you just have to, like on those days, be constantly eating because you're in a negative after day one, aren't you really? You're fatigued, yeah. you're tired, you might have not slept well. You obviously got all those race nerves, but you're in a big deficit that you're going to struggle to pull back across the week because as each day goes on, you're going to be out longer, you know, until day six because every day gains sort of mileage. Mm -hmm. The the first day, day one, is the shortest day but the highest in elevation. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Pardon? That first day is just yeah a, r- a rude, rude awakening day, isn't it like- yeah it is like a lot of i think a lot of that um a lot of people get caught out on that day from when you like see um and i don't know where i think it's roughly like the first 15 miles is quite runnable but i don't think yeah. a lot of people run it as in it's like slow up hills and like it's rolling before you get down into like a place called linogwin yeah. sorry before triffin and I think if you're not, if you're too complacent in that first section, I think that you can get to that cutoff point that's at the bottom of Triffin, and you haven't got much time to get over that mountain before they there's another cutoff point. So you've got to go over to Triffin, over the Glitters, down into Penny Pass, and there's a cutoff point there. So like that little section there is is quite savage. Yeah. So if you've not put the work in on the first bit by the by the way i could be completely wrong um and it tends to be hot those first two days so that's Mm -hmm. a spanner in the works um you're going to be chasing those cutoffs you know um on that day one and you don't want to you do not want to be doing that uh yeah you know straight away whilst you you are relatively fresh legs so these are all theories I have in my head anyway, or just like watching and consuming blogs and everything about it and speaking to people who have done it, you know. So it's, yeah, I've just got to try and do my own thing with that day and just be, even though I know quite a few people doing it, but just worry sort of about myself. I have to be mm. quite selfish with that item. So it's my race, you know, and, and what I want to get out of it. So I'll yeah. just try and push on as much as possible. Because I guess alongside the training and the recce days you've also immersed yourself like from from an outsider looking in and obviously knowing you Mm. kind of immersed yourself in with a crowd of people that are similar like-minded doing similar Mm. things Mm. obviously you've got the the advantage of having sam Mm. um a plus gary doing his training Mm. um that you can bounce ideas off and get that information so yeah i i guess it's not just the physical preparation is one bit right but actually mm. an event of this size that you're doing there's a lot more to it yeah like it's not cheap to enter but actually there's tons more to this this event than just the six days you do yeah like the recce weekends the planning of those are god that's just a, a ball lake and and doing it with other people that's yeah. good um but the, the ball lake of that is just driving like you drop a car off then you've got to drive back so someone has to follow you and then when you finish the day's running guess what you got to do go back to the start and drive and then like north wales is like a dog leg because there's it's just mountains yeah it's like 
you you can probably if you was a, a really good runner you could run back to your car quicker than what you could drive it you know like it's it's just mm. it's just hard work logistically but it's so worth it that like the amount of there's only a few things i would do differently with the reckies but um the way like i suppose our lot have done it it's been really really good like as in i've done some days where i've done the guided route yeah and then i've looked at like people who know the ground and know better lines and i've done those routes as well so like on certain days like day two day three uh especially day two and day three there's loads of parts of that race where i'm gonna have a better time than other people because i know a better path to take you know to the next uh checkpoint and stuff like that yeah and that's like part of that that journey of it's not just the six days it's all the other time you put into it yeah which is a lot of time yeah it's a lot it's a lot of time and money and a lot of bloody driving when you live in basically portsmouth and you gotta go to north wales every time how long is the journey five and a half hours but if you're going to like mid wales it's actually worse because you don't sort of go up to just south of liverpool then cut across it's a good road it's not just up and left when you go to mid wales you've got to like come off sort of through bristol and then drive through all the horrible back roads and that's that's even worse but yeah again it's a privilege i paid for it get on with it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and how has training for this event affected the rest of your life because you know it's it's a big Mm. cost for one it's a big um so it's a big cost of resources and of time yeah you know i know you've got a dog a missus like what has the the effect of the overall training been on you know i guess day-to-day life not too bad because when before i signed up to it obviously me and hannah had that that chat of like right like 2023 it's gonna be like quite orientated on this race um you know just trying to get the training in like all these weekends add up of money as well so like Mm -hmm. you know that's where the priority is and i've sort of just stripped my life back in this year like not really worried about posting on social media just like sort of like instead of adding more to my life i've like taken more away so instead of spinning six plates i'm you know spinning three or four yeah work clients obviously that comes into work good training um you know obviously trying to be the best boyfriend i can be like um so everything everything has taken sort of a bit of a backseat because i only want to do this event once and i am of the ilk that if for whatever reason it doesn't work out for me i will go and try and do this again so I only want to go there once. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I've already thought about that. Me and Hannah had that chat anyway about that that side of things. So, yeah, I'll just get it done and then actually get back to, I suppose, living a bit more of a relaxed life um, and entering other events that aren't as consuming, should we say. Yeah. So, yeah. What will you take forward from this? Like... In stripping back, there must be some bits that you've enjoyed, I would assume. 
yeah like life's just a bit more simple and it shows you actually what the things that do matter in mm-hmm. a way and like as long as you've got a few good thing like a few things in life that matter you know your business is going well um family life is happy people are happy your friends are happy as well that's something that's definitely taking a bit of a, a backseat as in seeing mates at the weekends and stuff like that you know like my long run comes first yeah so, um it, obviously i look to incorporate that back into my life but yeah it's saying that probably i will just take some of those things in but then it would be nice to let the like take the foot off the pedal a little bit as well be mm-hmm. a bit more laxed as in i'll probably drop what am I running five times a week? I'll probably go down to four. Mm-hmm. Add strength back in. Yeah. You know, because as you know, once you get to like a certain fitness level, I'm nowhere near my ceiling. There's tons of growing. There's tons of years of volume I need to still put in to be what I'd like to be with running. Yeah. But once you get to like a half, like quite a decent level, as you know, it's easier to maintain than build, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd just be nice to strip certain things back like that from a training point of view and have fun a little bit more fun. Look at my cup. <laughs> Cause you like, ha- yeah. yeah. Ha- has it had an effect? I mean, it's obviously it has, but what effect has it had on your business? For example? Oh yeah. I suppose like weirdly, um, I've actually got more in-person one-to-one clients, like referrals have gone up. Like, it's just one of those moments where like, I'm not posting, but then when I think about it, I don't really make much business off posting anyway. Like, yeah, it was one of those, you know, so like when I've just dialed it in with my one-to-one clients and, um, but it's just one of those where that I've got more, more people coming out. Oh, I don't really want to see you yet. I just need to get this race out the, yeah. the way. And then I'll have the brain capacity. That's one of the things as well is actually making sure you've got the, the, the mental capacity to, to sort of train as well. So like saying no to potential new clients because, you know, if you're getting in after your sessions and you're fried a little bit and then you've got to go run, you know, you just got this horrible feeling with running as well. You know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you just like lose the love for that. But those are the days where I literally I just go out with nothing, just me and the dog and I could just pro uh, uh, process stuff, you know, running without music basically. Mm-hmm. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but business has been relatively good from an in-person uh, point of view, which is good, you know. It's, that, it's that, Yeah, again, it's just like that. Instead of me thinking about, right, what content can I write? What yeah. Can, it's like, no, just look after the people you already got. Shock horror. Yeah. And then that has been and that's <laughs> yeah and it's like god no i'm happy with who i got just stay there i want those yeah. sessions per week and just just stay there don't tell your mate they need to come in <laughs> they do but not yet <laughs> october yeah <laughs> give it a couple of months <laughs> yeah so yeah just stripping things back instead of instead of adding things that are pain in the ass yeah which i know humans we're really good at doing that adding more 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 and actually it's like certain things need to we just need to pull it back yeah and in terms of effect this training has had on you physically i mean i know you talked about getting fitter Mm. um being able to handle more aerobically Mm. obviously 
strength training, which was a, a fairly big part of your life beforehand, yeah. has taken a, a back seat. Yeah. Is that I, fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I know me and you have uh, uh, hypothesised over this before, haven't we? As like, I don't really get injured. Um, I don't know whether that's because I'm I understand load management. That's probably a big factor. Uh, yeah. Probably the biggest factor. But you know, like we we I know me and you have spoke about like, you know, like if you had let's say me and you are two strength athletes pure strength and then you had two endurance athletes me and you both know that they would benefit from strength training mm-hmm. whereas actually the other way if we were two pure strength athletes we wouldn't benefit as much from what they do and the, so the way i view that without trying to confuse people is like i've been roughly lifting weights on and off since i was like 15 16 so like Obviously, my tendons, my bones, there's going to be muscle mass there. That's all going to be quite relatively strong Mm -hmm. anyway. So, like, you know, if I I drop the weights for a few months, am I actually going to lose that tissue, really? Considering I'm still training, I'm I'm not stopped. I'm still – I'm just training in a different manner, aren't I, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for someone like me, you have to – I think I have to always tell myself, like, doing the thing – you know, is the way you get better at the thing. You know, specificity is massive. Like, I need to be a better runner, not better at a squat. I, yeah. I know that has a good carryover, but when you, I suppose as well, why strength training has dropped for me is because the volume of running has gone up. If yeah. I was running four times a week, I'd probably throw in a nice light full body session in that week. So I view it as like, if I go to the gym and do this session, is this going to have, a negative impact on my running. Am I going to go running with fatigued legs? In most cases, yes, because I'm on the other side now. Whereas if I go and lift weights, it doesn't take much to get doms because I'm on that, like, I haven't trained weights in that long. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if I go in the gym, I could do one set and probably get doms from that. So it's just, um, yeah, where I've gone full, full, turbo running i suppose because that's what i need to do you know i need to be better at that you know i'm not i'm not worried about the strength issue i will definitely come back to that though mm-hmm. as in after yeah i will definitely incorporate that back into my lifestyle more but this sort of as we know this this event's so unique i need to be a better runner you know not not hybrid or anything like that i don't yeah i'm not and like, like it's like i know my strength's still relatively there does yeah. that make sense? Like if I was to put a, I don't know, I could probably, I reckon maybe probably still just squat under double body weight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I could probably do that in a one rep max. So yeah. when you think about that, that's relatively quite strong still. Yeah. I could crumble, by the way, as well. But, <laughs> Let's put it to the test. <laughs> Boom. <Stop laughs> yeah. Does that, so, like, you know, I know me and you have talk, spoke about this. As yeah. Well. Do we need to lift weights as much or do we need to get better running? So, for me, I do, I do fall in that favour. And when I did stop the weights, yeah, um, I definitely noticed how much more energy I had in my runs. So that was like, I know that's anecdotal, but that was the sign for me. But there is, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to push people away from strength mm-hmm. training here at all because my event is unique. There is massively good gains to be had 
from a transfer effect of strength training and mm. running. It's just ma- managing that appropriately. But I guess like if you if you were because how long have you been off the weights? Four or five months. Mm. I, I guess it would be heavy either. I was no. keeping it real low volume across the board machines basically as well. Yeah. So I just find them less fatiguing, you know, I guess it would be similar to anyone who was in season for, yeah. a, you know, they might strip things back or stop it completely yeah. because then after the event, you can build it back in. And yeah. It's like the general specific, the general to specific continuum, isn't it? You yeah. Know, the further you are out from event, the more variety you have. As you get in to that event, it's it needs to be a little bit more narrow and dialed in. Yeah. And essentially, that yeah, that's what I've sort of done off my own, my own back. Um, with it. I just, it was just I was kind of, I was just I was just sort of like clashing heads with training. Essentially, with like I would have like relatively hard weeks and still lift weights, and then mm. when it came to the Sunday, I was absolutely wiped. And I was just like, you shouldn't have actually lifted relatively heavy on that Monday session, bear in mind, last the week, like a week, basically, or six yeah. days before, because that's like really impacted that 20 mile you was meant to do. And now you're just, and that's when I used to sort of sometimes fall ill, like, you know, the oh, just, okay. like, eat more, like, boom, feel quite ill after that. And then, yeah, and then just fall into that sort of continuum of things. And that's, that's sort of that, um, we call it like hero sessions or hero weeks, you know, like you obviously want to get enough gains, good gains, and then obviously be able to train on the Monday again, you know, without it mm-hmm. feeling like an absolute chore. And now that's sort of the way I view training, you know, am I going to be able to still push it next week? Yeah. And have you noticed a physical change? A little bit, but not much. Obviously I'm still putting volume through the legs, a little yeah. bit of like, de- do you know what has changed is like the definition of my legs, I suppose, when I look at like quads and stuff and it, uh, you just feel a little bit less pumped, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got that skinny fat body now. <laughs> have you got leaner? Uh, yeah, I have dropped probably five or six kilos just from Fashion. like the, just the, just, just the up and output. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like as much as people like, you know, people say, oh, exercise is a poor way to lose weight. And while I get that and I do not promote that, you get an endurance runner who's doing X amount of hours training per week. They're going to drop body fat <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's sometimes hard to refuel. Sometimes you forget to. Sometimes you don't feel sometimes you finish a relative yard run and you don't feel like you need to, you know. Because mm. so, um, are, are you mindful of what you're eating? Like. Hmm. do you do you track your calories no i don't track you just eat yeah i just eat uh, yeah um yeah tracking for me is just no no that is just something i wouldn't need to do i can roughly eyeball it with what i need so i probably like in some ways that could be like a a learning point down the line mm-hmm. but i just know like what sort of food groups i want at what times that makes sense so yeah yeah for training easy digestible carbs after carbohydrates maybe in a fluid or complex carbohydrates with protein mm-hmm. after do you know what i mean i keep it real simple like that as in those sorts of things you know i have the same breakfast roughly every day load of porridge whey fruit yogurt um and then dinner is obviously where 
sort of me and Hannah have our variety. Well, I have my variety of foods. Yeah. And I just always just add more to the plate of certain things I feel I need. So like, I've had like that big training day yesterday. So I had a massive lunch and then I have a big, I had a bigger dinner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So like, just not, and my weight's not really moving around. So I know that's good. Cause that me obviously that means I'm obviously maintaining to some degree. Yeah. You know, some weeks it'll oh, drop down a little bit and some weeks I'll go higher, but I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm happy with that. Good. I think good. the biggest thing of nutrition for me is training around, uh, eating around your sessions yeah i've noticed i know like the days that you have what you eat the day before matters as well to a degree but just eating something before you train Mm. can you know fuel you better for that session yeah have you had any road bumps along the way i mean i know you'll probably have had things like sessions where you didn't feel quite as well um things like that maybe where kit's gone wrong but have you had any like big road bumps in this last kind of or or at all during this period? Um, there was a moment a few months ago. Um, it wasn't a moment; it's was an accumulation of just um, not the best load management. Of after I did the Great Lakeland, yeah, where I felt amazing, I sort of pushed myself during that. So that was three days in the lakes. Then I sort of had recce weekends, roughly every. F- fortnight or every three weeks and that wasn't ideal mm-hmm. because what i didn't do is sort of tapering like when you when you think about it if you've got a big weekend coming up and you've got like a few days of that you do need to do like a bit of a little mini taper into that and i wasn't doing that okay i was doing sort of like the relatively hard training in the week and then go and do that weekend roll straight back into it and that did catch up with me a little bit as in i just felt like a bit ooh, like it's, it's it's still good training in a way but it wasn't the smartest, but, but it was just like what I had to do because I had these weekends booked in with other people. Yeah. And that's, that was the commitment. That's what I had to like, all I had to do. So now it's been quite nice. The last few weeks, I haven't gone away for a few weeks to Wales, which has been nice just to be able to train at home. Yeah. Get those good quality sessions in, you know, mm-hmm. but no real speed bumps. Um, well, I stubbed my toe the other day, actually, really hard, the second one in, and it bruised and was swollen. And I was like, oh, no, please don't say I've broken it. But by the next day, it was down and the bruise had gone a little bit. But a proper, like, full on. I don't even, Do you ever remember when you, did you ever used to play basketball or any, or any like, ha- handball sports at school? No. Nah. Like, back in the day. Sometimes, if you was catching the basketball. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it felt like I did to my toe, but like it was, I hit the bed. I can't explain to you how hard I hit this blood, the bed. Like, and it was like so flush. This little one just went boom, like so. And I was like, oh. the good thing is, I was like, it can't be broken because I'm still walking. I'm still mm-hmm. good. I can bend it a little bit, but it was swollen, bruised, still a little bit bruised. And I was thinking, please don't say you've broken your toe. That is the worst way. To do, excuse me, do that event, you know, mm-hmm. and fortunately it's gone. But yeah, no, no speed bumps really, just because I suppose, apart from that last section that I said, I suppose just load management's been quite good, you know? Yeah. Just how, doing, gone. Yeah. I was going to say, how have you managed those days with Gary? Because, so Gary's coaching you. Yeah. Um, is it just a, a case of communication or? 
bit of thinking what, on your feet. When you, yeah, when you're going away to do like a, a three-day recce weekend, what? Yeah. how's that work? Because obviously I assume he would set you work and then to do, and then you would, you know, do you just communicate or just adapt? Yes, no. So like I'd fill in his like monthly check-in form and just say, oh, by the way, uh, my next recce day is the 3rd and 4th of August. And then on that, on the app, that my plan is it'll be like those two days will be booked out mm-hmm. um, with like, oh yeah, long days or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Then yeah. usually hit, because obviously he understands load management as well. The few sessions going into that and the few sessions after that weekend would be easy. But it was really hard during that period because what had had happened is like I did the Great Lakeland and then go to do a recce two weeks later and I was still carrying fatigue from that event. Yeah. So that was like there was sort of no way of getting out of it. Does that make sense? So it was like a horrible spike, spike come down spike you know like not mm-hmm. where not the little boom, 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 that you want yeah the little steps and that was just like just a part that you just had to just get on with it unfortunately mm-hmm. but it was, it was it was it was good though it was all good really good recce's good training good people more importantly and it, yeah it all went really well now i've just got a bit of day five to do next thursday friday and then that'll be my last sort of big weekend of back-to-backs before I suppose I gently taper into the event, mm. which is the 4th of September. So you're kind of on the, on the route down now into. Yeah. Yeah. After, after next week, that would be like the, just cruising it in, you know, mm. which is exciting as well. How are you feeling about the event? Yeah. I'm quite excited. Nervous, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really good on the recce, felt strong, you know. Um, as always, though, they're always so different. You're not doing the mileage. You're not doing the days on feet before. Yeah, you know, you're doing you're doing day go recce day three, but you've haven't done a thirty three miler and a forty miler the day before. So it's all it's all good though. Cause you're still fatigued in some capacity. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're always aware of that, as in, like, um, you, you have a good day and then you're like, yeah, but I haven't done that. Do you know what I mean? I haven't done those day one and day two yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Um, but, yeah, no, I am excited. Obviously, there's obviously nerves there. There's mm-hmm. worry. You know, have I given have I given myself enough time? Some people don't enter this event until they've done like 10 years of running. Some people don't, you know, they take uh, a long time. They do a a 50 miler, a 60 miler, they do a hundred miler. Yeah. And then they think about doing this event. You know, sometimes I do think, oh, have I, have I done enough? You know, but it's, it's one of those, you know, there's, there'll be people that are fitter than me that haven't finished. And there'll be people that are unfitter than me that have finished. Yeah, you know, it all comes down to um, sort of how I manage myself over those. You know, um, especially the first two days, um, I got I just got to like preserve myself quite well mm-hmm. because I, I like those days, as in the ground's quite fun. 
yeah like the downhills and, that, and that's actually something i've really learned I'll, I'll talk about that it's like what fucks people in this event is obviously the the people being unprepared all that stuff heat blah, blah, but actually how you manage yourself on those downhills not how hard the uphills are you mm-hmm. know um it's the downhills where you've got to be careful you know rolling an ankle running too hard that you blow your quads up you know hurting potentially hurting your knee you know that's the that's the bit where i think you know can sort of you can finish a, this race or sometimes you could ruin your race you know how do you manage that i suppose it's just you know what going at a considerate pace and not carrying yeah. it it's just slowing it down mm-hmm. or just doing the best of your abilities because obviously you've got people there that are like vroom, and then you've got people so so if i see someone who's like that in front of me i just yeah crack on mate yeah you know so like that's the thing as well you've got to think about the preservation of if i push hard on day one am i going to be still here day five you know like mm. it's like it's that whole it's that do you know it's that key word uh, key two words load management from that bloody yeah. start line you do you know what i mean but i can't get too complacent because the cutoffs are savage as well so you know you 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 you, you've got to find that like sort of sweet spot where it's hard because it's going to be tough regardless. Yeah. Um, but you've got to find your own sort of pace, you know, of what you do uphills, flats and the downhills. Yeah. I suppose. Cause I guess like when you've been doing some of these recce runs and you're running with, again, I'll use Sam as a, as an example, so he's a fairly quick boy, isn't he? Um, mm. Do you like when you're when you're running with, say, him and a, and a group? Is there? Can you see like a big variation between people? And do you have yeah. to be very mindful of like, okay, this is I'm just going to do me kind of thing? Yeah, like Sam's Sam's easy is my moderate to hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when, when sometimes when we go running, you know, he'll always be like twenty heartbeats below what i am yeah do you know what i mean like you're doing something relatively moderate and he's like yeah 110 do you know <laughs> like like he's got a massive engine yeah um and yeah you definitely sometimes i've that's sometimes seen my training off as well where i've gone for like a session with him and a few of the other lads who are fitter than me and then you go do that one hero session you like you're wiped out for like a week um but yeah, you can sort of see like our group, we've got like a, a little, we call it a Georgian Falcon group because we um, meet at the pub. Basically, that's a pub. There's a load of us and we're all at different levels. You know, you've got a few lads who are right up there. I think you've got Sam, who's probably the fittest lad there. Um, and then you've got other lads, like all different, all different sort of groups of people. And we all go out and we just always keep it nice, you know. Um but yeah, you can definitely see the difference from. You got to remember, he finished like I think third yeah. or fourth last was, Dragon's Back. I think it was the other time penalty. Yeah, and then like he's like he's podiumed quite a few events. Yeah, so that sort of just when I look at that, it's like yeah, he's like quite a few gears in front of me. You know, like when when he competed at Dragon's Back last year, you know he's there to compete. I'm yeah. there to take part and finish that's like so it's a completely different you know 
mm. um, sort of goal. But yeah, you can definitely see um, sort of like the difference. Yeah, and what he what he can do, which is good to see actually. Final question, mate. Um, if there is someone who is thinking about entering a, a big event, and it might not be as big as the Dragon's Back, um, but they're kind of sitting on the fence, maybe a bit worried, maybe a bit nervous about the possibility of of doing something that's mm-hmm. going to push them out of their comfort zone. What would your advice be to them? Give yourself enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, depending on where you're starting from, as well. Like that's that's the key thing. So if you're an absolute true true beginner, you've never ran before. You have to understand that you, it's going to take a while for you to start seeing. Like you will feel benefits quite quickly, but it's going to take a while um, for you to. So like if you, you know, like, like a lot of people still go to do the London marathon mega unprepared for that because obviously when they tell people how many months is it until they, so they don't give you a year, do they? No, they give you less so than that. they've, I think they've begun telling people mid June for an April. So actually it's, yeah. No, it's close now. It's better. Yeah. But um, I mean, but people won't begin training until like, yeah, September, October, thing. right? And I, and I view, when I view these events, it's like, right, they're hard regardless. So why not try and do this event and actually enjoy it to a degree instead of doing it and absolutely dying on it, which I have done before. And that was a mm-hmm. Bournemouth half marathon. I just died the whole <laughs> way around, right? And, it, you know, I did it way too early. My mates were doing it. I just thought, yeah, yeah, do it. And I tried running with them for the first six miles and it was just the worst idea. Um, so, yeah, give yourself enough time. And if you're serious about something, as in what you want from the event, yeah, then think about investing in sort of like a running coach. Just get get the, get the support. Get mm-hmm. the, you know, it depends because obviously some people, let's use London Marathon, for example, they get into that and that's the only thing they're ever going to do, right? Which is still yeah. a great achievement. But, you know, there's loads of people that just get into London Marathon, do that, never run again. But if you want to be here for the long term, you know, in, invest in a coach mm-hmm. because, you know, that that building phase when you're doing it on your own and you're questioning everything you're doing. You're reading online, you're going on YouTube, but usually the coach can tailor to you what you actually need. And I know you, I've got running clients. I know you have. Mm -hmm. And actually I imagine one of the first things that comes up is actually trying to slow people down. Yeah. You know, you get these people who are like, Oh yeah, I used to be able to do this when I was 15. It's like, yeah, you're 35 now. You haven't ran in X amount of years. You're not 15 anymore, mate. You're not on the athletics track. You actually need to slow down, you know? So just, yeah. Um, but I know that that's a privilege, right? Coaching, you know, it's not accessible to everyone. I do know that. But if you can, opt for that. So I know I've given you two things there. Give yourself mm-hmm. enough time and potentially, yeah, invest in a running coach if you can. Yeah. Oh, another one. Do the work. That's the most important part. Do the running. Yeah, there's no fads out there. You just got you just got to go do the thing. Mm-hmm. There's no 
no amount of ice baths or CBD oil rubs or vapes or nasal breathing you can do. Uh, you just need to go do the work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's three things for your uh, one thing you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, it's been awesome to catch up with you and, you, uh, and to see obviously how far you've you've come along i know um, we've obviously got another one after the event that'll be uh wow that's mental to think the next time i see you now will be after the event yeah pass but, or um yeah pass or fail we'll be able to dig into the lessons from from um from running the dragons back but mm. thank you very much for your time um, no thank you yeah. for yours we will speak to you speak to you soon speak to you soon buddy <laughs>